welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. All right, we are finishing up the Zoom Virtual Pub, Mr. Patterson. Uh, that was a very interesting Zoom Virtual Pub. We had a lot of great discussions, and we enjoyed an incredible, I think it was incredible, Evil Twin Brewery. Uh, I mean, it was a double IPA mojito. But you would not think it was a double IPA, though. You would not. No, you wouldn't. You would not. Uh, so that was a great uh, virtual pub. If you guys are not hopping on that, you really should. Zoom and then meeting ID 918-800-1188. We had a really great time. Great discussion. Detailers just throwing out ideas and talking back and forth and drinking beers. Uh, so this is round two in this episode of the series that you really want to dive into and i think it's going to be a really beneficial series for detailers to listen to you especially in the time we're in now especially in the time we're in now and anybody that's listening and they're early in their career mm. and mid-career is another really incredible time to you do have it a leg up like there's <laughs> you have a mass advantage right now yeah i feel like a lot of new detailers that are driven and are ready to change and do it for the positive have a big advantage right now Yep. Where the world is. And and with Big this advantage. mentality of profit first, oh. it really dives into helping the business grow from a business aspect. So a really fun episode on that side, too. Yeah. Uh, really great job, Mr. Patterson. Hey. Yeah. yeah. You did a great job setting this up. Wills, um, and he hops on, gives us a lot of great info. So That's cool, man. Nicely done. Yeah. We have a... A-OK in your, uh, well, it's below average. But we continue on with the sour journey. You picked it wrong, though, man. You picked the wrong boyfriend, bro. Um, You picked the wrong boyfriend. Well. It's not, but, I mean, you can't argue that. You picked the wrong boyfriend for this episode. I picked a blueberry boyfriend that is a sour ale. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You just had to let that, you had to cover that up. I, I, you just couldn't let them just sit on the edge of their seats wondering what boyfriend you chose wrong. Oh, I totally missed that play, Mr. Yeah, Patterson. Dude, come on, dude. How long have we been friends? Like, that was a complete setup and you, you fucked up. Now they have to, like, they know what it is now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I see your point. It's fine. It's not fine. I miss jokes sometimes, too, that I should have caught and, you know. <sighs> well... It's on me, you know. Yeah. Well, That's, that was definitely on me. You bought the beer. It's definitely on you tonight, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Huh, well. <laughs> I guess besides giving away the beer, I guess maybe they should just at least go ahead and just listen to the rest of the episode. Honestly, probably the one, one of the most funnest episodes I've, I've done because I'm passionate about this specific topic. This is very helpful. You will benefit. There's no way you won't. Yeah. I mean, I can guarantee that. Or is their money back? Or their money back. I don't know if I can give time back, though. Well, I didn't say that. But all they're doing is investing Money time. back. They're just investing. That's always what it is, right? Money? It's yeah. money first, profit first. So Ooh, if they don't get any nice value out play. of it, it's, you know, it's their money back. Yeah, but I can't give time back. So you will get nothing back from this besides, I don't know. Bumpkins? Hey! Wow. <laughs>
And all right, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, and uh, we could not be more excited about this episode, could we, Mr. Patterson? You just like that your beer has the word boyfriend in it. That's why we're so excited. No, we're not. You don't have Prairie, to say we're. You can stop saying we're. Prairie created your favorite ale. That's a sour ale, and Nick named it after your favorite character. And typically... Your blueberry boyfriend. Typically, uh, we rate the beer midway through the podcast, so you can't call it my favorite yet, because we all know it's Coors Light, so... Uh, yeah, that's not going to cut it, bro. Wait, no. That's your second favorite, nah, It's bro. definitely not my second, second. favorite. Uh, all right, so you cracked it open. I didn't mean to. It's okay. Yeah, sorry. How is it? You're going to dive in? Give yeah. us a little taster right there. Want me to? A little taster? Yeah, let's do it. Sour enough for you? Uh, not sour enough. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. That's not even. That's weird. Hmm. <laughs> it's weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me let me dive in. Yeah. Blueberry boyfriend. So. Put your boyfriend in your uh, mouth. It is kind of a special beer for us because uh, <clears throat> there's been a couple times that uh, we've been accused of being blueberries. What is this? <laughs> there's a couple of fun times you know certain areas in denver that we just happen to be in that <laughs> you know what's funny you keep wanting to go back to that place over and over again it's a great place no it's not the whiskey's good <laughs> the whiskey is good yeah so like we go to we travel to what denver a couple of times actually and there's like uh distillery right mm-hmm. and uh they've high got spirits. high spirits they've got incredible like uh whiskey and all kinds of shit but yeah, every time we're there, like some guys will roll up and just be like, "Hey, what's up?" And we're just like, "Fucking nope. not much, dude. Like <laughs> nothing yet. Keep on moving, bro." I think it's one time I got a, like a oh, he's like, fist bumped oh, you yeah, and you no, fist I'm bumped good, him man. back, dude. Yeah. You did though, right? Yeah, well, I didn't know it came with other, <laughs> other things. <laughs> yeah, the next morning for you was pretty rough. <laughs> I just Ubered home. <laughs> So, so we had to go with the blueberry boyfriend for the. Uh, when I saw it, I just go, okay, done. Hey, we gotta do it. Cheers to Denver. Uh, community. Yeah. To community. <laughs> Remember that one night in Denver? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, let's introduce our guest before he hops off the phone. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to keep going down memory lane? No, nah, I'm good, man. You're good. I didn't know this came with this beer, so I would have I would have used the cores I have in the fridge. Oh, you didn't know yeah. it came with the beer. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Well, introduce the guest, Mr. Patterson. Yep, our guest uh, on the podcast is Wills Amstis from Windows and Wheels uh, in Arizona. What's up, Wills? Yeah. Not much, man. Just, just hanging out here. I've been looking forward to this since TK hit me up about it. Like, this should be fun. Yeah, fun. man. Right. We have a lot of fun. We, we do, do have a lot of fun. We try. Yeah, so I so I think I ran into you. Uh, do you remember that group we had on Facebook a long time ago? The detailer business owners group there was like a bunch of those guys like cougar and all those other dudes yep, yep, yeah yep. that's where i ran across you at initially i've kind of followed you since a little bit here and there and then i ran into you and your sister at was it SEMA or mobile tech it was at SEMA. okay back in november yep gotcha so then i started diving into personally into uh profit first which was uh i'll let you get into that later on uh, but you kept popping up on uh, on Facebook and on YouTube around the time I was researching it, or a little bit before. I read the book last year, and then I was like, okay, during quarantine, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get this shit implemented. And I ran across you putting out a lot of information that was helpful. I watched your YouTube videos, which are really helpful as well. 
Um, so I was like, you know what? We got to have this guy on the podcast. So yeah, thanks for coming on, That's man. That's awesome. Oh, for sure, man. Like, like I, I really enjoy talking about this kind of stuff. Like, it's something that I'm definitely very passionate about. And yeah, it I shows. Mean, I, I think it's cool that you already got into it. Like, that's gonna make that's gonna make things. Uh, uh, even more, uh, I guess, enjoyable to be able to talk about it. because sometimes people look at me like, "What the hell are you talking about with this stuff?" But yeah, yeah. What, once you get down the rabbit hole, man, it's like it, it, it's uh, it's addicting. It's definitely addicting. I like rabbit holes. So wow. before we dive <laughs> into those, <laughs> man, we'd love to know who you are. Where'd you grow up? Who were you like as a kid? You know, tell us about how you got into the business, and you know, give us a background oh, man. story, man. So I was born and raised in Arizona. I've uh, been here. In- doesn't rap my whole life. Um, born over in Chandler, which is not too far from where our shop is at currently, Gilbert. Uh, uh, growing up. What's see, that closest um, by? Like, like Phoenix uh, or? So Phoenix proper is about maybe 15 to 20 minutes uh, going west of our shop. So we're kind of like a suburb area, but Gilbert, Gilbert itself is, it, for a while, it was one of the fastest growing cities in the country, so that helped us out a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, as far as like, uh, demographics for the for the state it's it's one of the higher income areas which is also pretty ideal for for our shop location so that part's been pretty good um chandler chandler's like right now we're literally about two blocks from chandler um which you kind of have like a mixture over there but uh that's that's where i was born at um kind of bounced around all over the place as a kid through chandler mesa gilbert um my parents got divorced and we moved a lot <laughs> so had a had a lot of different schools I was going through um, growing up. Uh, actually, never went to high school. Um, oh. I was homeschooled. Yeah, I was homeschooled through those years, and wow. I didn't even get my GED till I was 23. So I'm definitely not <laughs> one of the <laughs> most educated, uh, properly educated people in the world. But properly, still yeah. been able to, to you know put some things together and, and grow quite a bit and, and accomplish quite a bit uh, throughout the years. That's awesome. Um, How old you know, are you now? I will turn 34 in February. Okay. February, I'm 25th. What are you? 24th. Huh? Wow. That's funny. Right on, man. My cousin's right a twin. That's really yeah, cool, man. I'm no, he's not drinking this beer. It's not. Doesn't. It does, does, no? There's no ties to the. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No, you guys yeah. are not blueberry boyfriends. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. You guys not, so much in common. That is not. Oh. He doesn't drink. Uh, he doesn't even drink uh, blueberry boyfriends. Well, that's just a. It's just a <laughs> fluffy. Guy. I heard you yeah. already. I heard you already taken, man. So I can't even go. Yeah, yeah me too. So he just—it must be his uh, fantasy right now to just have two blueberries. <laughs> it sounds like he keeps touching on it. I'm like, hmm. He's not touching on it, out? so no, he's <laughs> none of that's going on right now at all. So, anyways, that's awesome, man. Didn't that's cool? Yeah. So, um, when when did you get into the business? How'd you get in? Why'd you get in? Oh man, like growing up, we didn't have much money. So when my mom got a, a new to her Ford Taurus, um, my sister, I was about 16 at the time, and we're like, oh shit, a car that actually has paint on it. This is great. Uh, we could do something with this. Uh, so we, you know, we just started out taking care of her car, like turtle wax, armor all, like all the Walmart goodies we can get our hands on. We were we were having fun with that, um, and it was good enough for some of her clients to start to notice that hey, you know, your car always at least looks shiny. What's your mom? Um, uh, she had a housekeeping business, so she worked for, or she had like a, a lot of retired clients, and they didn't want to get out in the summer and yeah. bust out on their own cars, and they saw hers look good, so they started inquiring about uh, if we would come and take care of theirs, and we didn't know what the hell we were doing, man. We were charging like $30 for uh, a wash wax, and it's full of an interior as we knew how to do at the time. So you say, uh, so is it you and your sister, right? You say we, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. She's been in it with me since, uh, since day one. She's a couple years younger than me. 
Um, but yeah, she's been there right alongside me since since we got going with it. Uh, what, so, what year did you get going? Oh man, when we first started doing like the, the little side hustle stuff, it must have been like mid two thousands. It wasn't even quote unquote a business at the time. We were just making, we were just funding our hobby at the time. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I was probably what it would be. Oh five. Sixteen and eighteen, I think it was. Oh, um, cool. And then we did uh, residential window washing because again, my mom having a housekeeping business. Uh, a lot of our clients or vacancies wanted to have their windows washed, and that's how we came up with the name Windows and Wheels. Uh, oh. but the, the wheels part kind of kind of took over. Um, once I screwed around and bought like one of the old school Porter cables, like not the XP, but the old old school Porter cables. Yeah, the one that oh, just kind of yeah, barely yeah. vibrated. Yeah, <laughs> and massaged the paint. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, um, I, I was stupid enough to at least uh, document the jobs that we did. So we, I, I documented like a. a, a polish that we did on this massive suburban in the middle of summer uh but but we were able to get good correction out of it and i did a really good job with like write-ups and posting that up and that honestly started us uh down this path Uh, we started getting some people on forums setting us up and some hiring cars and i just kind of continued to repeat that because i don't have money for marketing yeah yeah so so you said that's in back in 2000 um, the, the, like the little wash wax stuff happened mid 2000s like I think it was around 2003 to 2005 mm-hmm. and we just kind of dabbled in that for several years we didn't really get into um, actually doing hardcore paint corrections and things like that until I think it was 20, 2011 late 2011 or late 2012 right around there um, that's when I first started actually posting up things like that so basically 2012 was when we kind of went all in with this that's cool and and so when you really said forums and stuff that. that's why I want to like yeah. That's cool. Uh, that's back when that really. That was definitely, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was trying to get oh, the time yeah. frame. So, what forums did you do that, that got you the business? Do you uh, remember? Auto Geek, Auto Geek, I posted a lot of detailing forums, which is probably stupid. I'm not going to get a lot of business off there, but we got a little bit. Um, so, like Auto Geek, uh, what is it? Autopia, like the original one, not the one that it is now. Uh, McGuire's Online, those are kind of like my main three go to ones. Uh, Garage Forum was another big one that I posted to. And like I said, we got a we got enough traction off of the, like uh, I, I tried to make my writers entertaining, you know. Like I didn't want to just put up pictures and like be like look dirty now clean. And that's the end of it. I, I tried to kind of have people go through the journey with us. And uh, oddly enough, like it caught. Like a lot of people really enjoyed them, and I got a lot of comments and, and feedback on those. And a lot of people started calling us based just on those. So we went from a '99 Chevy Suburban as the first one that I posted up about to uh, at the time new twenty. 2011 Lingenfelter Camaro that was like a hundred thousand dollar car the most expensive thing we had ever touched yeah in our dude, lives those are bad point. man and uh but that kind of got us got us going as far as saying okay look these guys can work on black cars they can work on high-end cars and they can actually you know have things come out looking very well and, and it just kind of carried on that's cool yeah that's, that's yeah. really fucking cool so do you have a, yeah, is there, you, have a you have a demographic now of a certain demographic that you guys tend to see all the time oh, or is it just kind well, of a melting pot uh, it's, it's kind of like honestly it's, it's not even about the certain cars per se it's more so about the owners mm-hmm. um so yeah. i'd say our demographics is definitely like uh uh enthusiasts are definitely a lot of them and the new car owners across the board because gotcha. that we've really set our sights on since moving into a shop rather than being mobile like we were before that's cool sweet so when did you move into the shop uh we moved in here in 2015 so like I said, around 2012, we were semi-mobile, semi-working from home, and then somebody in the, must have been a neighbor, uh, complained about our business, even though we were doing one car at a time in our garage. Course, yeah. like, it's not like we were crowding out the street. Neighbors. Uh, yeah, man. I'm I got the best it. neighbors, let me just tell you. I do. 
I do. You do? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah, cool. I, I still, to this day, don't know who the hell did it, but uh, it, was, it was like a blessing in disguise, man. It's what pushed us to having to move into a shop at that point. And it was like, we'd never had major overhead before. We'd never had major expenses before because, like I said, we were mobile or working from home. But That's a common know, theme is like when you're mobile, you don't have near the expenses as you yeah. do in your shop. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, that's, that's yeah. cool to hear you say that. It, uh, it definitely took some adjusting, but like we, we, at least we we're kind of smart coming up even through the mobile rights. Like we we're never blowing our money, like make $500 and spend $500. Like we would, we were pretty good about saving. Um, the hardest part, honestly, was just showing, look, we got a little bit of credit history. Is it okay for us to, you know, take on a couple thousand dollars? But we got lucky enough to find the, a location where the owner himself uh, was actually in state. He was another small business owner. We were able to meet with him face to face, and whereas mm. another location turned us down because we didn't have a lot of business credit history, he was very open to uh, having us move in. And uh, but the rest, of, and he was a car guy too. Like that was kind of a sweet part too. So it definitely enabled us to kind of hit us off in the beginning, and then we came into this place and just kind of put all the, the dreams and ideas that we have been building up over all these years into play. Hey, so, so how, how many pages is that lease? Oh, God, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just had to walk back through that here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our our owner passed away, the previous owner of the building. R.I.P., man. He was the G. Uh, he was. Like, 94. Dude, this guy was. still roll up. Oh, yeah. Hey, it would take wow. him forever to walk from here to the door, but, but he was I mean, he scooted, here. dude. Like, like, <laughs> uh, and then he sold to more of a conglomerate, like corporate-run group, and their lease it's was very corporate. extensive. It's super corporate. We, we went, like, hold on, I thought we were just oh, like, yeah. We're not yeah, renting from an old cool dude anymore. <laughs> nah, he's gone, dude. Mm. So good for you for finding that, and we want to just throw that out. I, I wanted to because, hey, guys, like that's a – that's a really interesting thing to look at is who you lease from mm -hmm. and what their their lease yes. actually has in it. Whew. And something I'll put out there that definitely helped us when we were first hunting is get a real estate agent. As the, as the VC, like, you're not going to pay anything. That's going to be on the, on the seller or, or on the person doing the renting. So having a real estate agent on your side, they're, they're going to be responsible for that 3%. And he definitely helped me kind of, like, go through some of the jargon and get, and, uh, and uh, understand a little bit more of what we were looking at, but still do your due diligence. Like, even though I was a newbie at this, I still caught some things in it that was like, okay, we negotiated this at this price and that didn't get put in here, or it's only supposed to increase by this amount uh, every every year, and that didn't get put in here. So definitely still do your reading, um, but having an agent uh, being able to help you out, especially a commercial agent, um, yeah. did make things a little bit easier for us to go into, and then... We actually ended up buying the place a year later anyway, so that, hmm. that uh, kind of eliminated that issue, that issue. But nice. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was a lot of things happened very quickly, but it's definitely been a blessing for us. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so uh, DJ Marshall, you said it's not sour enough. Uh, this blueberry boyfriend from Prairie Artisanale. What wasn't sour enough about it? It almost tastes a little sweet. Slightly. Mm. Slightly sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice try, though, man. You know, I'll give you an E for effort. Yeah. You know, I know you really like the name, so you're only looking I, like at the flavor and the taste. I, don't I understand. Taste, you know, I don't I'll, I'll give you that. Really, like, <clears throat> any like it's it's There's not no, a, it's not a it's no a, it's not a it's not really a set. It's, it's a very smooth sour. In a sense, like when you drink an IPA and you go, oh, that's not that bittery. 
This is like drinking a sour. I was expecting and you go, a. Oh, that's not that sour. Yeah, exactly. I was expecting some more bite, but. Yeah, it's more of a uh, casual sour. Casual, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so we talked a little bit last week, Mr. Patterson, about this concept, profit first, and um, it was a little news to me. Uh, I can kind of understand a little bit of it, but what I really hope that we could get just some more understanding from the two of you guys on what it is, and really then we'll dive into how do we put it into our business. But, um, sure. you know, can you guys, you know, explain and kind of lay out what it means to the, the philosophy of profit first? I'm going to take the back seat on this one. <laughs> I appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that. Um, let, let me see if I can, I, I guess like the most accurate description I've had to it, it is a cash management system. So it's not accounting, it's not bookkeeping, it is cash management. Um, breaking it down a little bit further past that, it's essentially, like I like to compare it to organization of, of your detailing supplies, right? So you get, you, you have six, seven, eight different types of towels. You got your window towels and your polished towels and your grungy ones and things like that. And we keep them all organized in different bins or at least different piles. Like, like they're set up very neat, right? Um, it's kind of the same approach that we're doing here with our money, but we're going to be doing it with bank accounts rather than bins. Um, so rather than doing the standard approach that most individuals and most businesses do to where you dump all your money into, you probably, uh, most most places have two checking accounts. You got your savings and you got your, your, your regular checking account. So all your money gets dumped into a checking account and then all your bills get paid out of that checking account and it's very difficult to track things that way. I mean, of course you have uh, bookkeeping that you can do to kind of keep a general eye on it, but it's a pain in the ass to have to go in and actually, you know, look at income statements and cash flow statements and balance sheets and, you know, tie all these things together to find out where your business is actively at. Whereas with the profit first system, it's it's uh, it's very simple to be able to track that way. It's, it's all based off of your bank accounts. So uh, being able to go through that route, uh, you're you're able to you know pop open your banking app and see okay, uh, now now you have your your checking accounts as bins. So you have your your primary bin is going to be your income account. That's where all your money goes into. But then every two weeks you're going to divide that up. So every two weeks you're going to go in and take. Take that serving platter, so to speak. Take that uh, that income account, and you're going to divide it up over four sub-accounts. And those sub-accounts are your profit, which uh, I'll get into that a little bit more um, as we as we dive into it. But, but profit, not revenue. Well, I want to make sure that that's very clear to all of our listeners here because I've noticed a lot of times that those two things get kind of uh, misconstrued. Uh, down from that, you have your owner's compensation. So that's what you pay yourself as an employee of your business. Um, so as will, so I, I cut myself a check every two weeks um, as an employee of Windows and Wheels, and that pay comes directly from this um, owner's compensation account. Your third account will be your tax account. So we are going to be allocating money every two weeks to the side for our taxes. And then the last one is your operating expense account, and that's just you know what you pay your employees with your your lease, your van notes, your insurance, just any you know day in day out type of expenses get drawn from that account. And by doing this, it's much simpler for you to be able to go in and say, okay, how, how's our business doing? Um, how's our income been? You're, you're able to look at things every two weeks, um, you know, knowing how your cash flow is going. And you're also able to make sure money is specifically allocated for um, all four of those purposes that I listed. Nice. And I like the, um, 
I like the example as well as that. So you allocate, and we, I don't know if you're going to get into it or not, but there's different percentages per per category, which you talk about the, yes. di- the, the, di- the platter that you bring out and you divide yes. it up. There's different percentages, and, and it, there's a, an exercise you have to do, of course, to get those percentages. But essentially, at the end of the day, if you can't pay your bills out of your operating expenses after allocating all your money to each, each, each account, then that sh- it's a red flag in your business that, okay, if you can't, if you can't yes, pay your sir. taxes, if you can't make a profit, if you can't pay your, uh, excuse me, if you can't um, pay yourself, then then there's a problem there. So if you can't operate off out of your operating expense, then that just tells you you need to make some adjustments to your percentages or to your business overall. So it, it tells you about your business as well and where you're at, right? Exactly. Okay, can I exactly. back up just a moment? You want to back up? Well, yeah, I do. You want to keep boy whistling? I didn't hear what he said. I said you're going for the blue boy, blueberry boyfriend again here. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, DJ's in the back seat, so, you know, it's what he said earlier. <laughs> I just wanted to go ahead and back up and clarify that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, no, um, so who came up with this? Um, so the author of the book is Mike Michalowicz. Okay, so it's a book. That's uh, yes. why I was like, that's why I want to back up for a moment because Correct. we just started explaining it, and I was like, Wait, is this like a thing that you guys made up? Is this a... I wish I was that smart, man. man no, I get that it. That's why I wanted yeah. to get into it. Like, so some guy, some other guy made it up? Yep. Yeah, Michael McCallowitz is the author. He's, um, he's written several books based on uh, like entrepreneurs and, and small business and things like that. Um, I've read or listened to almost all of them, but this is definitely the one that grabbed me the most and oh, definitely yeah. the one that I was able to implement the quickest. Okay. Uh, when did so, he when did he come up with it? I think this is about four years ago that he wrote it. Three okay. or four years ago, um, I started using it in our business two years ago, almost to the almost to the month now actually. Actually. Um, so did but, you yeah. before implementing it? Did you have problems with all that? Is that was that why you did it, or what 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 made you want to? Um, well, well, two things. Um, first of all, I'm I'm always looking for like an edge of any sort. Like I'm always, always on a hunt for that. Uh-huh. And and I'm and I'm and I definitely put everything through a very stiff filter before I you know I, I say okay we're gonna actually use this whether it's you know new products or, or new accounting systems or whatever the case may be. Um, but uh, my my girlfriend's dad, the two of them own a martial arts studio, so they're small business owners as well. Cool. And he highly recommended this book to me. I'm like, all right. I, I downloaded the Audible on the on the spot, and later on that night, I started listening to it, and it, it just grabbed me right away. Um, it kind of does that in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it go does, ahead. Man. Like, yeah, the like, the beginning's good. It is. It is like you listen to a chapter or two, and, and you're hooked. I'd be very surprised if you don't if you don't uh, finish the whole book. Yep. But um, like we, we didn't have we didn't have problems with debt. We were very good. We've always been very good about staying away from debt. Uh, we had. We've been very good about growing every year, but the thing that this really zooms in on is, um, as you, typically for most businesses or most people in general, actually, as your income uh, starts to go up, typically expenses go up with it. And so, yeah, our gross uh, every year was going up great, and we were showing uh, a profit every year, but what was left in our bank account versus what was actually shown on our income account as far as like our net profit we're not lining up and Mike really just digs into that into the book as far as showing um, like like your net profit on an income statement is an accounting number mm-hmm. it is not necessarily like a realistic number of what you have in your in your bank account it's an accounting number and he, he really digs into kind of the nuts and bolts of that but the main part that he starts digging onto is 
if you are not intentionally putting money to the side for profit in your business, it doesn't matter what the hell is on your income statement, um, and which we had not been doing. Like we, we were paying ourselves a salary, um, and then we were paying our guys, and then pretty much everything else was just we're putting it back into the business, we're putting it back into the business, we're putting it back into the business, which is important. What did that mean? But it means we're going to go buy that new piece of equipment, or we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to buy those we're spend so some money. Still ten thousand pads, or oh yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, and and you know a lot of us uh, we have that that mindset of you know we don't we don't want to we we don't want that big tax bill you know we we're gonna spend that money on the business so that way we don't have to pay taxes on the profit at the end of the year. And something Mike kind of gets into, which I completely agree with, is you know if, if I came to you right now and I'm like I got ten thousand dollars, and you have a choice, you can either spend all ten thousand of it directly on your business, or you can pocket seven thousand of it. You can do what the hell ever you want with it. You can you can go on a vacation. You can put it towards your kids' college fund. You can you know you can buy some better health insurance for yourself. You can put it in your savings in your retirement. You can do whatever you want, but I'm going to keep the other three thousand, the other thirty percent. Which are you going to choose? And as he kind of gets into that, it it really kind of had a light bulb go on in my head as far as shit, man. It, it would actually be really nice to have money for me, not for my business, not for Windows and Wheels, but for me going into my checking account for me to do whatever I wanted with. And that is the whole purpose of that profit account. Um, that profit account is now going to start paying you as a business owner, not as a business operator. And there's a very distinct line between the two of them as far as, you know, if you're, you're in your business, you're, you're grinding it out every day, whether you're doing the actual detailing itself or you're, you're working behind the scenes, you're, you're still an employee of your business, you still pay yourself that salary, but the profit portion is based on how your business performed that last quarter. So if you're out there and you're killing it, and 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 again, like DJ mentioned earlier, like these these four accounts are, are based on percentages, and uh, the percentage that we ended up getting down to was was 10% for our profit. So for every dollar that we make, 10 cents of that is going into our profit account. And um, every quarter, every three months, so like uh, um, the end of this month, this is going to be the end of quarter two. We're going to look at that profit account and whatever money has been allocated into that. Uh, 50% we're still going to take out and put it to the side that goes into our, our vault, so to speak. Like that's our that's our rainy day fund. That's our massive expansion fund. That's that's kind of still like a savings for the business. But the remaining 50% goes to me. That goes in my pocket as an owner, or my or in the, our case, it goes into to uh, my pocket and my sister's pocket. So I get 25%, and she gets 25% as owners. And it is a it is a special feeling when you sit down with that with that checkbook and you write out a check to yourself um, as an owner of the business, not as an employee. It's it's a very it kind of changes your perspective very quickly once you start to do that. Um, so that that's kind of the, the the primary concept of that is is being able to pay yourself as an owner. And of course, the other part of it, like Jay was mentioning, is you're going to make your business run much more efficiently. Um, when I first did the, they call it an instant analysis to where you, you, you dig through your numbers, right? You dig through what you spent your money on the last 12 months as your business. And you just, and you uh, have to fill out basically saying, okay, I, I spent this much for a profit. I spent this much for, um, compensating myself or, or the business owners as employees. I spent this much on taxes and I spent this much on operating the business. And our operating costs, we were in the 70 percentile as far as how much money we were spending to operate our business. Um, we had we allocated zero money towards profit itself. Like we had, like I said, we had a profit technically at the end of the year, but we never pulled that money out. We never paid ourselves that money 
or set it aside specifically as a profit. Um, our salaries had remained the same over the last couple of years. We hadn't really bumped that that much. And we did have money to pay our taxes every year, but it was never specifically allocated to the side. It was more like, okay, we owe ten grand on taxes at the end of the year. We have that amount in our savings account. Luckily, we're, we're covered. <laughs> it was it was not it was not like it was not planned out. You know what I mean? So this allows you to really um, make sure that that money is set to the side. And and, and in the book, it, it it breaks it down as far as um, again first figuring out where, what your percentages are at. But then it also breaks it down based on uh, what your business is currently grossing. So if you're grossing 500000 or less, then he says, okay, these are businesses that we have studied that are grossing 500000 or less. They're, they're profitable businesses. They're healthy businesses. And on average, this is how they allocate their money. Um, so if memory serves, it was like 10% of your money is going to go towards profit. 15% is going to go towards taxes. 35% is going to pay the owners of the company. Um, so the, the owner's compensation and then the other 45% is going to be the operating expense, the money that you actually use to operate your business off of. So when I saw that and I'm like, shit, man, we're spending 70% of our money operating our businesses. And based on what this is saying, it's saying that you should be spending roughly around 45%. That's, that's, that's a big swing. You know what I mean? That's Gotta a, make some changes, a yeah. massive swing. And it, it'll, it'll, um, I don't know about you, DJ, but for us, it's like, damn, how is this even going to be possible? You know, it's like, how are we going to make that big of a transition? There's baby steps though, right? I mean, you, you can't do it yes. all at once. Yeah. You I mean, can't it takes, do it all at once. exactly. I mean, there's like goals that you need to reach as far as percentages. You can't always meet them initially, but you can make subtle changes throughout your, cause yes. it took you what you said you've been over two years. So I'm sure in the beginning it, it was nowhere near like it is now. Um, you're no, definitely no. in a good rhythm and in, in a good swing that you can, I mean, you're probably at where you need to be right now. I'm, I'm assuming. So, yeah, yeah we, we've, um, yeah, like I said, we were at 70% in operating expenses. We've dropped that down to 48%. I think we're at that's, right in, that's incredible over two years. So yeah. if you, if that puts in perspective to you guys listening, Cutting that 20%, but in two years, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And huge. congratulations yes. to you. Yeah. But it took you, it took you work though. It didn't happen overnight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Discipline yeah. was probably one of the biggest things. I mean, well, you seem pretty disciplined, though, from the beginning of time. I mean, you've always been smart with money, it sounds like. So, um, But someone that, that maybe isn't so much, it may be a little bit of a struggle. So um, that would definitely encourage baby steps, right? Yeah. I mean, when we, when we like the, when I finish the book, um, in the book, Mike recommends exactly what you're just saying. He's like, you know, don't, don't jump into this neck deep because you're, you're going to drown. Like, right. you will drown yourself. Or you'll become quickly discouraged and you'll just drop the whole system to begin with. Exactly. So so we just pulled, I think I did 2% or 3% for profit up front. I pulled that out of our operating percentages. Immediately, yeah. Um, immediately, immediately. We did that immediately. I was comfortable enough with where we were at. And, mm-hmm. it, and he recommended 1%. Um, he recommended 1%, but I knew where we were at. I'm like, okay, we can do 2 or 3%. Um, and, then I, and then I can't remember exactly how we did it as far as owner's compensation and taxes. Um, but we, we added, I think it was 10% in total that I drew away from our uh, operating expenses within the first six months. I think I did about 5 or 6% the first three months, and then I did another 5 or 6% the second three months. Awesome. And just, and just kind of felt it out. Um, it took us a full year before we actually hit our current percentages. And it was every quarter I would just adjust it a little bit. But in, uh, in but, two years, you cut 20% of your expenses ballpark figure right ballpark figure what did that then create in revenue for you oh ballpark figure let's see here i mean 
we, we, we kind of got a, a double hitter here um, because we increased our revenue last year by about 50%, which was outstanding. 15? Um, and then on top of that, we were spending less at the same time. Right. Hmm. But, but um, as far as our actual profits, I mean, I think we were doing, like, I, I honestly, like, just try to be candid. So we were doing about 350000 in 2018. And then in 2019, we were just shy of hitting that half mil mark. Um, so I think we ended up actually profiting about an additional thirty-five to $40,000, roughly. Hell yeah. That's incredible, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and it went to us, you know. Um, yeah, we were able to, we were able to. Um, so let's let's talk to other detailers and let's put yes. let's put yes. in the mindset of not uh, not in a shop after a couple of years and having a business multiple years, but like, hey, I'm a fresh detailer. Uh, I started, you know, maybe a couple of years right before this, you know, whatever we want to call this craziness that we're living through. Um, how? How does somebody look at their business that's only in a couple years and as a either a shop detailer or a mobile detailer and and put profit first into their business? I mean, what's what's some of the very basic key things that they could do? Well, I'm going to say step one is get the damn book. <laughs> it's going to be like your Bible. So, uh, so it's just called Profit First? Yeah, you can find profit it anywhere. First. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so it, buy it, read it, or... You can listen to it for sure, but there's going to be a time where you're going to have to stop and you're going to have to actually sit down and do some work. Okay. Right, right. There are, there are um, you know, uh, like you were saying, there's some things in there that you actually have to... Uh, but you've... Call to action, basically. And you've helped with that, too, in your YouTube videos, so we can plug that at the end where people can find out where those are at. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, Sweet. I did like a four-part series as yep. far as what awesome. I actually did personally yeah. um, when I was implementing this. That'll literally cover everything. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'd say first thing is get, is get the book. Second thing is when you when you get into it, um, you really want to analyze where you're currently at because before you can get to where you want to go, you got to know where you're at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be a matter of like if, if you happen to have like QuickBooks or something like that, then great. You can now dig into your expenses and find out where you've been spending money. If you don't, then you should have bank statements. You know, you should have receipts. You should have something that you can look at to say, okay, my tax returns say this is what I made last year, and my my, my receipts or my bank accounts say this is what I spent it on, and start to figure out where that money was getting spent. Um, were you paying yourself, or you are some people don't even pay themselves? Um, I would definitely caution against that, even up front. Like you, you got to make sure your bills get paid. Uh, oh, so hold on. So yeah, much, let me uh, hold on. Let me ask a question on that. Like, you know, uh, I'm I'm year one and a half in. You want me to start paying myself? What does that mean? Like, just basic needs, or I need to start paying myself extra? I would say basic needs to start with. Uh, like, if if you're, I think so many many of us get into business and we we lose. We're so in love with what we're doing that we lose sight of the fact that you know we have a life outside of our business that we have to make sure is accounted for mm-hmm. a lot of us have family members um uh, some of us we, you may get sick man you may get hurt um a family member may get sick or get hurt and if you're sitting there and you're literally dropping every dime into your business and you're not putting anything um into your personal life all of it can go down the drain very quickly if something were to happen your business and your personal life right um so so making sure that uh, I, I i say being Financially responsible in your personal life uh, is definitely a good first step as well. Um, don't don't try to keep up with the Joneses, man. Don't don't believe everything you read on Facebook or see on YouTube or whatever. Like, li- live your life for you, run your business for you, and and it's okay to have like goals and aspirations. But 
I, I know so many guys that they get so caught up in, you know, so-and-so just bought this car, and I want to go get one, too. And it's like, hang on a second, hang on a second. Let, let's put some brakes on it and, and live right? yeah. within or under our means rather than, you know, trying to show off for, for fucking cool. social media. You know what I mean? Um, but, but yeah, you, you need to figure out what your personal life requires as far as what you need to live. Um, and then based off of that, if you can't afford to pay yourself that much right away, that should also be a red flag, I think. Right, um, right, right. Th- that's going to be a huge future problem. It's like, what are you in um, it for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. 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 Um, but it, hopefully you can afford to pay yourself. And if you can't, well, now you need to also kind of look at your own personal debt or look at your own personal expenses and, and implement the same thing of where can I, what can I cut? What can I cut? It makes you ask those questions, though. I mean, that that mentality makes you ask questions. So people always want all the answers, but if you just start with the very, like, if you start that process, it'll lead you down that rabbit trail of answering your own questions. And the numbers, numbers literally tell you everything about your business, no matter what. I don't care. Like, numbers is it? That's what runs the business. It it is. You gotta follow the money, man. You You have to. Yeah. You want to know anything about any business? Gotta follow the money, man. Exactly. if things aren't lining up, then you, you have some work to do. Yep. And if things are lining up, you still probably have some work to do. But oh, it's there's always easier. work to do, but it's funner because that work is more in- innovation and, you know, forward thinking versus, you know, mm. fixing and setting up systems and so forth. So, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah, um, like I, I'll say, you know, the top three would be, you know, first thing, get the book. Second thing, examine your personal expenses and, you know, what you actually need to make a year and figure that out to what you need to make a month or what you need to make every two weeks um, as far, so that way you know what you actually have to pay yourself and then the third thing would be actually analyze your business expenses um, find out if they're um, Mike described it as you, you either cut it trim it or keep it mm-hmm. so some things maybe you're, you're paying subscriptions for shit that you're not even using cut it man like if you're not using it cut it you don't if you haven't been using it you don't need it so you definitely don't need to be spending on it yeah um, other things that are essential, like well, I, mean, I was what's able some to say, practical things, though. I mean, like that you can cut. Oh, dude. Or reduce. Subscriptions are a, yeah. subscriptions are a big one for us. Like, um, like uh, if you, if you have certain softwares, for example, or if you if you have uh, certain subscriptions on on, uh, it could be music, it could be TV, it could be. What are you paying Cable? for your internet and your Hey, so have like, you ever gone to your, I have an iPhone, so like you can go to your subscriptions and there's so much shit that I didn't know I was paying for before. Oh, really? There oh, yeah. Go. It was like just there different random little, it's like those $10 a month, oh, it's just 10 bucks a month. I'll sign up for it. That adds up to sometimes a hundred, like, you know, like yeah. It, it, yeah. You, you just like, they get you and that's, that's yeah. a good business model. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's exactly it. It's a no brainer to sign up for it. Only ten bucks. That stuff adds up. That's true too. I mean, That's I'm guilty true. of that all the time. Like, man, this keeps coming out. I don't know what it is. like, but I just let it roll every month. And 120 bucks a year adds up when you times it by how many times mm-hmm. I say I don't give a. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. I mean, real uh, talk. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Our, our biggest one was insurance. Like, I was able to save three grand a year Dude, right away just that's, by shopping around for insurance. That is the biggest one is insurance. That's one of the top three, I think, biggest expenses in my in my business. Way. You know, no insurance yeah. company or they, they're not no one's loyal it's all, it's to us it's all about the cheapest rate with the best best protect best best protection to our us and our business so right. it doesn't really matter about who it is who can yeah provide that for us so that's awesome exactly exactly so yeah i mean again i would say those would be probably the top three if you're if you're just now starting 
the, the sooner you can get a stranglehold on what your expenses are, uh, the easier it's going to be to control them. Because like DJ was just saying, it's very easy to have them just all of a sudden start piling up and pennies become dollars and dollars become debt and, and shit sucks at that point. So. So there's going to be a lot of people uh, listening and not to be, I mean, I was here before as well, but that they don't, there's no, there's no tracking of any money, where it goes, how it's whatever. So it's going to be, it's going to be a big process to get your stuff in order. Um, but I mean, as you're hearing now, there's a massive reward at the end of this, you know, huge reward, dude. Yeah. And, and, and you get to pay yourself for it. Like those dollars that you save, you get to pay yourself for it to some degree. Exactly. So it's, it's not just, you know, making the business run more efficiently. It's also rewarding yourself, um, as, as the owner of the business and as a, as a employee of the business, uh, too. So it's, it's, yeah, the dividends is a cool part. Yeah. That's a really cool part. Every quarter you get to see, you get to write yourself like that's a, that's a good moment. It's like, I, I did, I worked with, I did this. Like that's, that should be a, you know, that dangling carrot out there. Like wait until you get to that point in two years. We all know flies by like, like that. So, yeah, I can't believe it's June already, you know? Oh man. This, this, this whole half first half of the year was robbed, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we won't go into current times right now, but Jesus, yeah, it was it was crazy, man. It still but, is, man. It's and you know what? Like what we're talking about plays directly into what we're going through right Thank now. Thank you. Yep. You know, absolutely it is. And and I hope I don't piss anybody off. And if I do, um, just get over it. <laughs> but, <laughs> dude, detailers and business owners, especially like quote unquote small businesses like us, man, we are. We're, we're, we're very much so addicted to instant gratification. Mm. You know, we you, you bring that, that car in and you're like, I know in six hours I can make this look amazing. I know in, in you know, 30 minutes it's going to at least be clean. Like, we're addicted to instant gratification. Hey, let's talk and, to DJ about that. Instant gratification or addictions? No, we're spending six hours. Like, remember? Oh, you're no. talking about how you used to spend 20, 26 hours on a car Come for on, the same man. price as six hours now? Guilty, yeah. dude. Oh, man. Guilty. We've all been there. Guilty, man. We've all been there. But, but I think, like, that that alone plays. It, it's very hard to really focus long term when you're so used to getting that instant gratification, as especially as, as like, a detailer. Like, yeah, you that, put a pad on a freaking car, and in two minutes, all of a sudden, this spot looks. Never thought about that, amazing. yeah. That's the psychology uh, behind that, the that new thing. That's probably thinking. why we like detailing, right? That's oh, what sure. I've always said. That's we're one of my to biggest instant gratification. I love taking something and getting and turning it around that quick. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, but hell we don't yeah. have patience it's, it's to sit deal. for. Right, but, uh, we want to turn it quick, yeah. turn and get to the next one. Yeah, yeah, or not. But but then when that that kind of attitude starts bleeding over to like that that high of, you know, I want that instant gratification of buying something. Like I want it now. I want to show that I'm doing good now. So I'm gonna buy that car. I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna show that my business is growing now. So I'm gonna go buy that fifteenth machine that I don't even fucking need, but I'm gonna buy it anyway. Like oh. it, it it's 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 like a quick fix, you know. And what we're talking about is long term sight. You're not going to get, like, I listened to, to your last podcast before you guys called in, and they, you guys were talking about marketing. Marketing is not an instant gratification. That is a long-term type of a thing hmm. to where you're not going to get results necessarily right away. Like, it might take you a month or three months or six months or 12 months. Um, but once once you get it in place, now you can very much so put 80% of it on autopilot, you know? It's, it's, it's much easier to manage, and the rewards are outstanding. And this is the same way. Like, you're not going to be able to go listen to the book, and then, bam, great. All of a sudden, my business it's is running It's not going to happen, man. I listened to it. I got overwhelmed. I listened to it last year and got overwhelmed, like you said. And it was just like, all right, like, I've got so much going on. This is a lot mm-hmm. to do. But when, mm-hmm. 
all the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, this is that one lingering project that I have to get done. I've got the that time awesome. now. And uh, awesome. I ran across it. It's just everything started lining up. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to talk on this in two years and just give my, like, I can't, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be awesome. So I think uh, yeah. what would be really beneficial, I really do. Uh, Wills, I don't know if you plan on going to Mobile Tech. I think you guys doing a Mobile Tech education day Ooh. on Profit First would be a really, oh, that, really dude, great Dude, that would idea. be killer. That would be fun. I've, um, I've honestly put a, like, I haven't thought about Mobile Tech specifically, but, like, I did a, I did a presentation for, um, Secrets installers have, like, a, a once-a-year meeting, so I did, like, a, a webinar on that, and then the, um, the IDA is actually going to have me do a presentation on, on systems and softwares and how they can help your business, but Mobile Tech would be awesome, man. That's a great idea. I can yeah. set it up for us, man. Dude. We can make it be, happen. That would be killer. That would be killer, because, I, like, Man, it's it's so important. Like the other thing that I love about the book is it gets into a lot of statistics that are just very eye-opening. Like, eighty percent of small businesses go out of business in five years. Eighty-three percent of business small businesses live paycheck to paycheck. So when shit like COVID nineteen hits, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> true color showed. Because, yeah, dude, it's 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 stuff like this. I I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this just because it happened. In April, we sent our guys home for a month, and we continue to pay them. Because, like, I, again, I'm thinking long term. I'm thinking, A, I want to retain my guys, and B, I want to make sure they're taken care of. Um, but we were able to do it without even straining because we had had the system in place for that long. So being able to have stuff like that to where when shit hits the fan, you have a slow month or you have So a, you didn't have to rely on some PPP voucher. to come in and help you, you know, float through? Dude, it's, 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 an, it's, a, it's a very secure feeling to have knowing that you have that fallback money. Um, and, and two, once, um, once you know it, it's, it's like the thing that we started doing, it's like, okay, now you got this money piling to the side. Now you can start to make your money, make you money. So I really dug into investments a year ago, um, educating myself on that. So, okay, hold on. No, 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 that's what I I was, I, you guys kept rolling, but I I was trying to be patient. Well, I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're you're becoming less, less like Gary Vee and more like. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, it's fine. Yeah. I, but I wanted to, I wanted to, because that's what I wanted to say was you've already talked uh-huh. about how it was beneficial to your business. Uh-huh. I wanted to dive into okay, what'd you fucking buy? Like, what'd mm-hmm. you, what'd you do with that extra? You know, because I'm sure there's people that would love to have something or love to do this or love. You know, there's a. We always when we when we talk to guys, we always say, hey, you know. What is it that you really want out of your business? What is your dream life? What is it that you want to do? And, and then that's why you should be in business is to fulfill that. That's the right. only reason I'm in business is to do my overall life dream goal. So what is it that you have done with this profit that's changed your life or that has made it more in direction of what you want to do? Like, What's on a personal level that's really been awesome for you? On a personal level, it would actually be exactly what I was just saying. Um, I last last June or July, I went to an investment course out in San Diego. Um, Rule one investing, I can highly recommend that if, if anybody's interested in learning how to do it. Uh, but it was a free three day in, course. Investing I, in I what? Uh, this is stock market. Stock market okay. Trades. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's all, in this case, it's based around um, like the Warren Buffett style of investing. It's value investing. 
Um, but I took one of my guys with me, uh, Noah. He's he's been with us for several years now. Young guy, twenty one. I'm like, dude, if you could learn this. Oh style, gosh. <laughs> Person. Like, I got my things that I like to get here and there. Like, I'm, I'm going to do a couple of small upgrades on my car in a couple of weeks. Um, but I really, really like taking whatever I have and just compounding it in some way or another. So that has been my biggest happy moment is being able to go and purchase that course, uh, knowing that I have the money to do it. And then knowing also that I have the money to invest and, and utilize um, with the knowledge I'm going to gain from the damn course. Right. So your, your work is very rewarding now. I mean... You're, you're able to do all kinds of things because of your dis discipline. That's 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 incredible. Yeah, that's man, incredible. It's, it's, a, it's like a snowball effect, you know. Yeah, really for sure, for sure. So we've talked about in the past. Um, one of our slogans has actually been taking your passion and turning it into a profit. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's it's really interesting the concept because you know that's whole reason most of us get into this business is literally we just think we just enjoy cleaning something like when i thought the idea when i was buddies telling me hey you should go clean cars i just i literally just thought of my rodeo and went yeah i, I, I kind of like cleaning my car so why not mm -hmm. <laughs> you know but then we, we we don't actually know how to take what we'd like to do and turn it into maybe first just a lifestyle and then actually you know make me have a profit and actually run a yeah. grow a business like it's it i think that's a very beneficial concept for a lot of people that are listening and i think they'll get a lot out of it absolutely uh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. it's i think it's missed a lot unfortunately like we get so again back to that instant gratification we get so sprung on you know what's the what's the best new polisher what's the newest coding or what's the something the other and we're we're in that technician mindset you know we're, we're focused on detailing and we forget about all the other things that come as a business owner um, that you really need to you need to pay attention to, and you need to learn, you need to educate yourself on. Yeah, so let's let's it. hop into that. Like you mentioned, there's detailers that buy a bunch of this or buys a bunch of that. Like, and you mentioned some certain stuff. So, let's talk about our industry then. Like, okay. how come there's not people in our industry that are putting out a mentality of profit first and dive into heavy business, cut expenses? Don't buy the newest polisher. Don't spend way too much on coat. You know, you could you could literally go down the list uh, with what you were saying is what detailers should start cutting in their business. So why do you think that profit first mentality isn't taught heavily uh, inside the industry of auto detailing? 
How candid of an answer do you want there? Bro, <laughs> keep it, keep open, it real, bro. I want as open as possible. Open as possible. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back then and kind of give like a bird's eye view, not just on detailers only, but I'll, like let's look at our society in general, right? Okay. So you you go through high school, let's say. So the first the first 18 years of your life, you're you're pretty much in school, and as soon as you get out of there, and, and you've been having this pattern into most of us have it pattern into our heads the entire time. As soon as you get out, you gotta go to college. You gotta go to college. You gotta go to college. And unless mom and dad have deep pockets or you were fortunate enough to, you know, be a great student and get a scholarship, you are stepping directly into debt. Immediately. We're going right into debt. And while in some cases it may be good, it may be not, how much education did we have just in just a standard school? How much education did we really get on managing money, on managing debt, on managing, you know, the types of adult shit that you're going to be walking into? And so you're, you're, you know, you're walking out of high school, you're going into college, and now you're stepping into a shit ton of debt. Um, if you're lucky, you graduate, like, okay, great. Um, but now you got to pay that off. And I've got family members that are in their 50s and 60s that just finished paying their, their, their oh, uh, man. college loans off, you know? Wow. So that's, that's, um, it, I think that's a huge part of it. It's kind of a part of our society is, A, we're not educated on it from any standpoint, and then B, there's a lot of bullshit out there, man. Because, again, you so, can watch Instagram DJ, talk about Facebook. Gary Vee. That's one of Gary Vee's biggest things is, don't, uh, like, the amount of debt that you're going to have going to college and how long it takes you to pay it off. Is it really yeah. worth it? You know, that's and, that's an interesting concept. And it's and it's not, and I'm not sitting here advocating not going to college. Like, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, like, there are other options. How come? How come learning a trade is not something that's seen as a as a viable future yeah. choice? Well, it's called. I mean, you, I mean, you're, you're proof of that. I mean, you say you didn't even didn't even go to real high school. You didn't even get your huh. GED until you were 20, 23 years old. I mean, it's and and then here you are teaching. You know, all you know, all of two people who listen to us about profit first. You know, like that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's 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 like I don't know. There's there are definitely good. Can, that you can explore that kind of open up you know okay these are some different things that i can think about but it's hard man because there's there's a lot of bs mixed in with it at the same time totally you know, you hear, i just think everyone has inside of them something that can be that can make them success everyone has gifts and talents absolutely. that are unique to themselves they can produce profits in general and it can produce a lifestyle they can they want to live you don't have to go and live by the system i, I i'm 100 behind you i didn't even finish college i walked out in statistics yeah. class yeah, man. I mean, you, and you look at some very <laughs> successful people, and they've they've done the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, and I think the other part too is hey, like us, as we learn things, a lot of times we want to keep that shit to ourselves. Like we don't want to go and and yeah. let the competition know, hey, this is gonna help you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I try to take a different stance on that, man. Like I I, I believe in karma. I believe in blessings. I believe. So you, know, you think that that is detailed because us all competition. very you know we we converse about everything in detail and i have some to where they're like yeah i don't really want to touch on that i don't want to touch on you know these marketing i don't touch on these business plans that i'm doing and it's like i i understand to some degree you got to have some trade secrets but in general like even, even with my guys man like i'm they're, they're they're all young right they're all young we've got 19 year old 20 21 and i think there's one is 29 or 30 so it's like i still that's about right now I talk to them
believe believe try to do that and, and everybody that's with the exception of one guy um everybody else that's that's left here we're still in contact with we're still friends um you know we, we, we talk on usually at least a monthly basis like one of my guys is in the navy i'm always hitting him up making sure he's okay one of my guys is working at an automotive uh spotting up in scottsdale now i'm always talking to him um like i, I like to keep that communication open with them and if, if i could be if i could be a friend if i could be a mentor if i could be whatever to them I'm absolutely gonna gonna do that for them, and and then too, like you never know where they're gonna end up. Like in the case of my my boy up in uh, working at, at the automotive shop, I was, I was saying, you know, I want to upgrade my car. Well, guess who's gonna be coming coming to help me? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna get into this alone. So we're we're still tight. He's gonna come down and and you know help me do these upgrades, and you know we're just gonna make a weekend of it. So you never know where people will end up in their lives, and if you're an asshole to them. Um, chances are you're not going to be remembered in a very favorable way, and and that's gonna even if you're a selfish person, if you're like I want to look out for myself, well, I get it, I get it. Do, but know? I mean, so what's that got to do with a bunch of other detailers? So, are we saying oh, that God. it's only up to detailers to educate other no. detailers? No, absolutely not. I think I think this is like I said. I think this is absolutely on a on a much broader term from you know your basic education that you're getting. Um, you also got to take some responsibility yourself. Um, like DJ, you just said COVID hit and your first action was, okay, maybe I'm not working on a car right now, but I'm going to jump into my business to do this, that I've been wanting to find the time to do. That's a big project, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you, you took that step. So again, if I'm hurting feelings, um, I'm sorry, not sorry, but as an example, um, I, I was I was posted up about uh, the software that we use called ShopMonkey during during uh, COVID. I'm like, look, guys, uh, this is something we've been using for a year. It's really helped you streamline our in-shop operations, and, it, and it's like a combination of CRM and scheduling and invoicing and things like that. Um, but I posted up on a couple of groups that I'm constantly posted to. Right, I post up groups uh, to these groups about uh, you know cars that we work on, whatever, 50 likes, 100 likes, we get all kinds of stuff. Now I'm posting up stuff about this, and you know I get some interest in things like that. I offer to do like a free webinar. I talk to the to Shop Monkey directly, and they're able to hook. Um, they're like, you know, look, detail industry is is uh, definitely something that we're interested in getting into. Um, they 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 were able to offer like a free month to anybody that wanted to try it. These groups have ten to twelve thousand members, and I had twelve people sign up for the webinar. Mm-hmm. And of those twelve people, two of them came to the goddamn webinar. So my, my, what I received from that is like, look, man, a lot of us are either still bullshitting around and wasting our times or you're not paying attention to the things that you're not comfortable with. Like this is a lot of times. You're, oh, you're you said it good there. Yeah, that's it. You got to take some responsibility for yourself. So, yep. uh, um, it, and, and, and it's not just industry, it's, it's individuals. Um, so it's like, if, if you're, if you're sitting there and you have problems, whether it's financial or with your business or growth or whatever, and you just keep repeating the same shit over and over and over again, and nothing changes, and you're getting upset about that, you need to find a mirror real quick and look at that and be like, <laughs> look, man, <laughs> we need to have a conversation because something we're doing isn't right. Yeah. Um, so, the, I, again, that's just my personal feelings on it, but it's, I think it's a mixture of what we're surrounded by and what we're being fed from, you know, a baby on, but it's also, you know, you're, you're, we're big boys now. we got to make our own decisions. What are you doing? Um, what are you deciding to do and why are you doing it? And so, if you're not questioning yourself, then you're not going to get any new results. No. So is not. that, you, you mentioned that you're going to be discussing from the IDA. And so 
you know, Mr. Patterson, as the president, is this, is this a thing that the IDA is, is, is it kind of on the radar or no, or what's? Um, it's 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 always on my radar. So yeah, anyone I come in contact with, this is this is my conversation. This will be talk about, but. We do have lots of webinars, you know, each month, and we focus on a specific uh, topic. And the one he's going to speak on is, is is systems and so forth, which is which is awesome. So we have volunteer uh, operators or suppliers in the industry that uh, come on and and give some information on a webinar form. Um, and yeah, you get credit hours for it and so on and so forth. So I thank you, Will, for coming on and doing that for the idea for sure. Um, but it's just sure. another benefit of the idea is having these webinars with people like him who are successful in their businesses, uh, knowledgeable, and are able to uh, produce that uh, knowledge to other people for to use. Cool. So, it's, is that a, a regular thing? Yes. To talk about prop. I mean, because oh, I'm still I'm going sorry. back to my question. No, it's I think okay. No, the, it's okay. The, the webinar you're doing, Will's. What's the top? What's the title again? I'm sorry. Um, I was talking with Jason Rose and Jim and Jim about it, and I, I was just gonna. Title it uh, softwares and systems. How to so organize not, your we're not in. We're it's not in regards to money or profit or anything. It's more systems and. Okay. Yes. So, it, inside. It'll, it'll be, and let me let me ask this question yeah. in regards to because I kind of asked it earlier, but I want to be a little bit more. Uh, uh, why do you think in our industry there's not a discussion about profit first? About know, finances yeah, in be, general, because the the method is four or five years new old whatever you want to call it um That's true. but finances in general i don't i i can't answer that i'm i'm an operator and i'm just now not just now i've always been into numbers i've got spreadsheets out the wazoo for the past i mean since <laughs> for 10 years I, I i love numbers but understanding this now i can't wait to to take this uh devour it implement it and and profit from it and then also and then teach it to and share my story like like you're doing now so um, I don't know why it's not talked about um, anytime I have a conversation with anyone it always goes back to their numbers it's like okay hey how much did I charge here my answer always is well do you know your numbers how much are you charging for this how much yes. and it's always yes. a numbers based so anyone that listens that asks me questions they know like it goes back to a numbers based question and I make I ask the like what so what do you do how much do you charge? how much this how, and you just it's all numbers yeah. So. True, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. And I, I think too, like, uh, you know, I, I don't know about uh, you guys, but like when when I was first starting to get into detail and I was trying to get outside of, <laughs> I was trying to get outside of um just uh you know wash and wax stuff, and I started to get on the auto geeks and I started to get on the Meguiar's online and Autopia's. Everything that you're reading there for the most part is strictly based around you know new products. You know that's yeah. what we're reading about. That's what we're feeding ourselves is buying this new machine, buying this new wax, buying this new polish or coating. Um, and then you go into, like, they usually have, like, one little thread in there about, uh, you know, how to make money detailing cars, and that's usually one of the most dead sections out of all of it. There will be a thread 10,000 posts long about the newest wax, but you post up something about what, what you're just saying, DJ, as far as learning your numbers, and it's like, okay, you might have two or three people chime in. There's a difference. Um, Would you agree there's a difference in, um, uh, in the detailing industry? There's detailers and there's business owners, right? I think there's a difference yeah. there. And I think as a detailer, it's possible to transition into a business owner because I've done it um, and you've done it. Everyone's, you know, that, that are looking at their books do, do it, I think. But, I mean, would you agree there's a difference in detailer mindset versus business owner mindset? Yeah, and I'll even go with the fur. I think there's a difference between business owner mindset and self-employed mindset. Mm. Um, if, if you're 
like even if you're self-employed, but you're you're the only one running your business. Um, like I mentioned before, your shit can stop very quickly. And I had the mindset for several years. My sister and I both like, man, I never want to hire. Nobody's gonna care about our business. Nobody's gonna you know do it as good as we do it. Nobody's gonna you know care as much as we care. And when we moved into the shop, that mindset started changing very quickly uh, because there's only so much two people can utilize of a three thousand square foot shop. You know, there's only so much we can do. And then we started getting those walk-ins and we started getting more clients and we started growing quicker. And it's like, all right, we need to explore the possibilities of actually making this a real business. And that's when I started, you know, reading business books and reading finance books and, and getting into things outside of, you know, what, what's the new best wax. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, you know, a lo- lo- lot of hours wasted on that for me, for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you, dude. Oh, my gosh. as well on that. But, like, that's... That's like, I think you kind of got to look at things on that. Like you got, okay, you're detailing as a hobby for fun. And all right, now you're getting paid for it. So so now you're, you're you know, maybe thinking about starting a business with it. But I think until you start hiring people and you start actually having uh, having a team, you're still kind of at that self-employed rate, which I'm not, I'm not downing. I'm absolutely not down. It takes balls to be able to do that. And that's how we all start. And not everyone start. wants to do that either. So I always ask someone when they ask a question to me, it's like, okay, first of all, what do you want to do long term? Like, What's your, do you want to have multi-team members or are you just trying to keep up with every, uh, of the demand but you want to be small? If that's the case, learn yep. the word no. Like, <laughs> pretty much it. Right. You, you don't have to grow and meet the demands of everyone. So, Exactly. Yeah. And I, but I think knowing like, which lane you actually want to drive exactly. in will help determine yep. you know, what you go. route you've got to go. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, I think, I think if, if people start to think on, on those aspects as far as, like you said, am I, am I just detailing for fun or am I actually going to run this as a business or... Am I just going to be self-employed? Um, once you make up your mind as far as what route you want to go, now you can start to, to strategize. You know? Now you can start to actually think about, well, what are my goals? What are realistic goals? What are some things that I may want to um, start adding on? What are some things I may want to start subtracting from my business? And you know, what, what are my focal points going to be with this? And that answer is going to be very different depending upon what road you're traveling. So... Do you think that who holds the majority voice in the industry for what is taught? Is it suppliers and companies or detailers and, you know, detailed business owners? I, I think it's probably a pretty even mix at this point. I think really? before it's probably a, 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 lot of, a lot of suppliers, but with social media, I think it's it kind of gives like a okay a much more fair enough playing field with it. fair enough with those forums and groups like you talked about yeah i i would i would agree but the majority of most you know i guess official uh you know presented from somebody type of information is is to, dominated by manufacturers no, by brands trainers well which is well. then trainers okay, that yeah. are pushing certain brands and certain Agenda. other groups that's and true. agendas so that's, that's was the borderline you know question not borderline i mean that's the overall question when i talked about like why do you think this is not being presented in our industry and the reason why that i'm saying i'm my theory of why it's not being presented in our industry is because the majority of the conversation is led from brands and or trainers and or groups that the mm. ma- the reason it's not being taught is because if detailers cut you said you cut your expenses by 20 percent who gets cut if all the detailers <laughs> cut their business by tw- or their their, their uh, not business if they cut their uh, expenses by 20 percent who hurts 
the big brands, the people that are that's trying true. to sell you shit. So that's why that's they're not teaching point. profit first because they want you to overspend. They or want you to do general, too much. Yeah. They want you to be the this big of that and this this because that means you're going to keep spending, spending, spending. It's consumerism at its finest, man. That's, Hold that's on, a so very, the industry is just like the world, <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. What a concept. Yeah. What a concept. Yeah. Is what, yeah, I mean, man. It, but, but like, if they would take, like, say, a different standpoint, even even us, okay, let's say, take us even as, as detailers, right? Uh-huh. We have a customer come in, and, you know, we, we want to hit that shit out of the park. We want that, you know, $2,000, $3,000, $4,000, $5,000 invoice. That's just like, yeah, that pumps us up. That's great. But we lose track of the site of lifetime customer. Mm. We want that big hit up front, but we're totally forgetting about the potential tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars that that customer could bring us either directly or through referrals over their lifetime. So I think if, if uh, detailing companies and, man, and or I'm sorry, not detailing companies, but manufacturing companies were to think about that, it's like, okay, yeah, if, if this guy over here, you know, if, if they're overspending for two or three years, short term, we're going to, we're going to bank. But if they go out of business, now that stops. Whereas if they stay in business for 20 or 30 years, and they continue to buy from us for 20 or 30 years, which, which one's going to win? Exactly. Um, exactly. So Love it. It's, but, I think he's a candidate for the uh, real talk. Yeah, I think I already know Marty's wheels are turning. He's like, he's gonna, you're gonna get a text after this, and I already know what it's gonna be about. So just get ready. You got a lot more speaking engagements coming up, my friend. I already knew. I told Marty, I said, listen, you're gonna like this guy a lot. I promise you, you guys think a lot alike. Oh man, that's good. Hey, what'd you give me? What's this beer? Uh, yeah, so uh, we only, well, we, I, the only option for the boyfriend was a four-pack. <laughs> um, we can only drink uh, two each. Oh. However, Couples. this was such a great episode that we just, we needed to consume another cold adult beverage. We did. And so we dove in early to the uh, beer for tonight uh, on the uh, Zoom virtual pub. This is uh, another beer bought by or brought by Evil Twin Brewery, and uh, <laughs> it is. I I really had high hopes for it. You didn't like it? Just from the no, that's not what I said. Okay, you said I you said had I, high I hopes. I had very high hopes for okay, it. Okay, the sounds art like you're... of mixing a beer mojito. mojito. So this is a double IPA that is then. I mean, it's it's. Full mojito. Oh, it's mojito. Uh, full, it's, <laughs> it's, full mojito. There's no doubt. I, 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 I could point it out if I didn't even know that it was what it was. I like, wouldn't. I don't even taste an IPA. No, this is not an IPA. This, this is an IPA. Just, they did it. The, the, the art of mixing <laughs> this beer. This is the they art. Did it. They, yes, they did it. Like they handcrafted this phenomenally. This this jumps like top that. ten beers. No, what, if not IPA, even, absolutely. The, the craftsmanship, just how they, I don't know. No, no, I mean top 10 beers. What? Top 10 beers? Yeah, for me. It's, really? it's in the top 10. Oh, so. Oh, I think it's phenomenal. Hmm. Where's Coors at in your top 10? Five, four, ah, uh, oh, six. That's good. Hey, so are you drinking, what are you doing, energy drinks, or what do you, what do you, what do you roll with, bro? What, what, what fuels you? You talking to me, man? Yeah. Oh man, like I'm not much of a drinker, but uh, I like my coffees here and there. Like, gotcha. I'll, I'll get my little 
like Starbucks energy drinks in the morning or something like that. And but you're not smashing like Red Bulls all day long. You're just naturally energized. Oh, no, I like I no, I try to stay away from that. Uh, too coffee. Much, man. He drinks coffee. One a day. He said he drinks one in the morning. Maybe like. Yeah, that's 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 about good for me. But you can just stay. Like, you can stay going all day just off of adrenaline or whatever. Fruit. Fruit. I, I think it's a mixture of both. Like I mean. Uh, dude, I'm weird. Like, I, I usually don't even stop for lunch. Like, I'll, I'll have a little I know the stuff feeling, in the morning, yeah. and then I'll go through, and then I'll have dinner at night, which is probably not the best thing in the world. But, I was guessing fruit. You're, like, that, you're uh, not fruit now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of like eyes on the prize, and like, I get that by, by the cars and the business. So how do you relax <laughs> like that, then? Like, I mean, okay, how do you relax? Because we drink beer, obviously. and Oh, dude, um, I guess I'll expose a little nerdy self uh, here. Um, like, like... Usually my girlfriend and I will, will chill and watch TV at night. Uh, like we're both anime nerds, dude. Like we like we like oh. Japanese anime. <laughs> All good, dude. That's, that's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that's one thing that we'll kind of get into. And what's man, your like, favorite shows? Oh shoot! Like if we go back to old school ones, like growing up as a kid, Dragon Ball Z was my go-to. Um, but now we got some like I, I kind of like the storylines, and then uh, I don't know. It, 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 I like kind of like the. The animation that goes along with, like the, the the voice actors' animation, like it's very interesting to listen to a show in Japanese and listen to the same thing in English and, and kind of see how how they approach it in uh, in different ways, even though it's the same technically the same words being said. Uh, so stuff like that, like creative types of things like that, I'm I'm kind of interested hmm. in. All right, so um, so help me out, anime. Yeah. What's what is that exactly? I mean, what am I looking it's, for? It's, Japanese cartoons, basically, but more, okay, just, a lot of them are more adult themed, so to speak. That's what I thought. Like, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah. Then you just talked about, you know, Japanese, and I was like, wait, so is there... You started thinking about furry parties from Denver, didn't you? <laughs> um, yeah, you did. I maybe. know you did. Uh, so, no, I've, I've watched some Japanese cartoons, or they and, cur- <laughs> and they're very, they're very interesting. <laughs> Like, <laughs> what was interesting about them? I just no, I'm curious. No, that's why he said adult, and that's why. I Are you paused. watching on your iPad? These, no, or? these were just kid kid shows. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's okay. why I was Sorry, like, let me, let me define let me it a little. It back yeah, 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 yeah. For the I listeners, get, yeah, that are no, still I get your side. Yes, absolutely. This yeah. was actually the I mean. other side of me, like okay, <laughs> where sure. I was literally <laughs> watching a Japanese cartoon. Yeah, definitely. And we used to love one, and we'd watch it over and over. It was a lot of fun. Hmm. We? Yeah, like yeah my daughter's. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, we're dying. Yeah, we had we that way back. Yeah. Back down now. Yeah. So anime isn't, but I'd always thought, yeah, anime was just adult, but I've watched Japanese cartoons. So yeah, anime that's... could be both? It was sort of my question, I guess. Yeah, it could be like Pokemon, for example, like very kid stuff. And like we that, watched Pokemon, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So something like my that. brother was really big into that. I never got into anime. No? He was suit like all that, like he was, that, that was him. I got more into it once I met her. Um, she Does really anime have it. to do the big eyes? It's just that it Japanese, like, like most of them do. Right? <laughs> theme, yeah. Them. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Not, yeah. not all of them, but a, a lot of them do, man. Um, but yeah, she got, she started introducing me to a hell of a lot. I, I watched like what was on standard TV, and that was about it here and there. And then I met her, and she started introducing me to all kinds of different ones, and, and her brother too. Um, like both of them were were into it, and. We, we kind of that was kind of like our chill thing to do together. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's like kind of like a little Are pastime. You, but being anime and Japanese, I mean, you've got to be a little bit of a gamer, right? Uh, not, no? not so much. Her, her brother, her brother does it professionally. Back to talking about if you have a passion about something, you could turn it into a career. He literally go. does it professionally. Yeah. Um, so, 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 yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll can I can I group over. up with him on Fortnite? Is that like what? 
He is a Super Smash Bros. one. If you do Super Smash Brothers, he's there. Um, and he does like Twitch streaming and things like that. I don't know that he does much Fortnite. He's, he's pretty. Hey, has uh, Twitch, does, has Twitch caught on? Is that still catch? Is that a thing still? I don't. I know. I heard about it a long time ago, but is that Twitch? still like? Yeah, pretty. Is that a big thing now? Uh, uh, Amazon dropped almost a billion dollars to buy it, so yeah, it's still a big thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I didn't is. know that. Yeah, yeah, I know what Twitch okay. is, but I didn't I was know curious that Amazon it, bought it. I was curious where it stood wow. now. I, yeah, me too. Yeah, I haven't yeah. heard about it in a while. At all. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah. They, they purchased it. It's um, it's crazy, man. Good for them. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Good move. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, tag right. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so Mr. Patterson, um, let us rate the Blueberry Boyfriend. Okay. Um, one to five. Ah, oh, dude, I'm sorry. It was, <clears throat> it was like Don't a, apologize to me. Well, I mean, you're the blueberry on here. Uh, definitely 1.9. Hey, so who's, who's the boyfriend? 1.9. really doesn't like it. Huh? Wills? I would, yeah. Wills would never, you got in the back seat. So. I did get in the back seat while he drove <laughs> for a while. And then I just like, hey, man, can I hop up back up front and, and oh, back seat parked. drive? I was backseat driving. I left that oh, out. Oh, you were backseat driving. Yeah, I went in the backseat. I was you're in the backseat. Nah. It was the nice backseat driver, like, hey, bro, like, we missed this. We should talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What if he turned around and said, fuck you? And I'd be like, Speaking you know what? Speaking of backseat driving. All right. Passive aggressive. I see it. I'm not passive aggressive at all. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> we both are. Yeah. We both send messages back. We're like, was that passive aggressive? Oh, I called you later. I was like, Do you, why so passive aggressive? And I was like, no, that wasn't. Yes, I was it literally was. like, no, no, no. I li- no, it really wasn't. I was it like, do like I it. need to? Like, like, do I need it. to take over the yeah. blah, blah, blah? I'm like, well, fuck you, bitch. Like, just say, hey, man, where are you at on this? Like, golly. Welcome to my Saturday. Like. <laughs> uh, all right, so you said a one point what? Uh, nine. Three. Right. One point nine three. <laughs> here we are specific again I'm a very specific guy man I see that Uh, 1.93 I'm not going to go near that high yeah I I was being nice Uh to you you bought it Yeah. Yeah. well that's why I was like why are you apologizing to me just because I bought it I don't care yeah I don't want to hurt your feelings you got the .93 on it yeah Yeah, exactly I'm probably just going to go the .93 yeah Yeah, dude it's horrible I mean it's not I wouldn't buy it I wouldn't call it horrible. It's just like... Well, A, I'm not normally going to buy a sour, and B, well, this was... It's not even a sour. It was though. a very weird... Yeah, I'm just done. Nope. I'm good. Now, Evil Twin Brewery Mojito. Oh, my word. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That was I'm, good. Uh, I am definitely getting the... Uh, uh, Is that coming a six-pack or a four? Um, I don't know. I'm it not sure. It doesn't matter. I'd take four of those. It was definitely delicious. I'm giving that a good solid four or five. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, 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 that's good community right that's there. That's good community right yeah. there. Awesome. All right, so it's the time of the evening. We've done rated our beers. It's time to tab out. We done rated our beer. Right we done beers. rated our beers, y'all. It's time to tab out. <laughs> we done did it. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Uh... Time for the tab out question of the night. Can I do the we, drum roll? Uh, yes, please do right, the ready? drum roll. Uh, we have a couple already in the community pub night. So for everybody listening, when you hop on to 
Zoom. All right, so everybody go download Zoom if you use your phone or hop on your laptop, whichever. We have a community pub night right after the podcast. And so when you hop on the Zoom, <laughs> use meeting ID 918-800-1188. So we have the tab out question of the night ready to go. And the community is waiting. What do you got, Willis? Oh, man. I'm going to have to ask you guys because the idea of the podcast is very interesting to me. Like, what got you guys going on the podcast? Hmm. What made you spark this? Gary Vaynerchuk. Literally. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, we listened to him. And uh, I, I got into the 2017 Clip Challenge. It was a really cool uh, moment for me going into Mobile Tech Orlando sharing a booth uh, some guys let me hop in the sonax booth hop in the uh um back seat no i did not hop in the back seat oh. but uh only, you know. only when you're back with dj only when you're back <laughs> all right i'm I'm, I'm fine back here <laughs> uh but we hopped in the drc 1000 booth and um kristen mm. from r1 vet babe 23 showed up and we started trying to flip stuff and uh <laughs> The next thing I know, uh, Gary V's talking about, hey, you guys should have a podcast. So we did the 2017 Flip Challenge. He said do a podcast. So we that's lo- why we did. We had a lot of different things. <laughs> we, we were thinking of themes. Like, all right, what should we do? Like beer and this. What's up? Burgers at one point was yeah, one idea. Yeah, different ideas. And we kind of took a poll of what do, what do, who does what as detailers. And the general consensus around everybody there's other things that detailers do that uh, uh, that yeah. some private uh, areas and uh, that not everybody wants to talk about. But most everybody likes to talk about that they drink, and most all go. detailers drink beer. So that's good community. Hey, that's community. Uh, but Mobile Tech Orlando, Mobile Tech Orlando, Mobile Tech Vegas, just Mobile Tech in general is really what push the podcast next level in a sense you know and me having multiple kids i need an excuse to get the hell out of the house on a wednesday like <laughs> wednesday's my day man that's the golden day i go in early and come home at thursday morning <laughs> i'm kidding no but it's just a good day yeah so it turned into just us drinking beer and hanging out and having fun and yep you know that's what we do that's cool stuff what would you guys start adding on the 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 Zoom meeting afterwards. Is that new or you always have done that? Rona. Three weeks, four yeah. weeks ago. Uh, weeks. I mean, okay. we didn't know about Zoom until Rona started happening. We started True. seeing more yeah, Zoom. Yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, that's what we can do. And so that's what happens. We got uh, Derek and Nick Rooms on now, Victor. We got a couple guys hopping in. So uh, anybody that wants to hop on and have a beer, just go to meeting ID 918-800-1188. And we just, after we're done here, it's seven seven thirty Central Time, and so, all we do yeah. is just uh, drink beer. Everybody says what they're up to and what they're drinking. It's cool, chill time. What was the last board numbers on that again? I'm probably hop on with you guys. One one eight eight. Yep, nine one eight 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 hundred one one eight eight. So eleven eighty eight. Eleven eighty eight. Got it. Uh, wants to update. I'll be on in a minute. <laughs> so, uh, where can people find you at on social media? All the platforms where they where you at? We're Windows and Wheels across the board, man. So, uh, Facebook, Windows and Wheels, uh, Instagram, YouTube, all three of those you can find us. Um, whatever slash Windows and Wheels. All right. So, the YouTube videos are going to go watch about the profit first that you put a lot of time into. Where do they find mm-hmm. those at? 
Um, those would be on. Uh, it would be. If you just Google Profit First for Detailer, or not it's going to come up. Do yeah. a YouTube search. Yep. Profit First for Detailer. And there you are. Up there. Yep. And I think it's like a four-part video series. They're, they're a little lengthy, but it's all good. Hopefully, hopefully you'll see it's time well invested. It is. It is, and yeah. So, thank you for uh, investing in the community, man. I really appreciate hey, it personally. Um, that's awesome that you would do that. You don't yeah, have to do this at all. Right. You can be selfish and keep it all to yourself, but you don't. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're definitely thankful for that, man. Oh, man, I, I really appreciate you reaching out to me, man. It was like it was a really good conversation, and um, I definitely hope to hope to do it again sometime. Yeah, man. Hey, and I think uh, Mobile Tech. Yeah, so I'm going to reach out to you. I'm going to set up a uh, – we'll get a seminar set up, and I'll reach out to you, and we'll talk about dates and so forth, but we can do something together for sure. I'll get it set up. Cool. Cool, let's yeah. do it, man. That sounds great. I will, yeah, man. I think it would be freaking awesome no, we'll, yeah. to come in It'll and be learn great. about we'll, profit first. Yeah, we'll do this on a bigger level, and it's going to be awesome, man. Hey, there it is. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, Mr. Patterson, where do people find you? Uh, you can find me on I well, pretty much all platforms at DJ Patterson. So if you want to follow the business, it's at EcoGreenMD. And, uh, yeah, man, what about you, old Marshall? Uh, you can find me at Pints Polishing Podcast. Or in the back seat. No, no, that was you. Oh, shoot. In the back seat. I keep trying to give you the back seat, man. <laughs> I don't need it. I'm still back here. He's yeah. trying, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I, we spent a lot more time on TikTok lately. Really? We have spent a lot of what's time your, on TikTok. What's your TikTok handle? Uh, at Detail Supply App. Cool. So, or send me a text, 918-800-1188. It's a great way to, uh, to interact. So I can text you? You can. You want to do it now? Yeah, my phone's recording the video. Hey, no dick pics though, all right? (laughs) We already established that on uh, the female detailers, and we've established that. Oh, who was that? Who was on that? When people text, just no dick pics. I was surprised the amount of... The amount of dick pics was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You liked it? Unbelievable, huh? Uh, No. You just said the amount amount of dick pics were unbelievable. The amount. Unbelievable. Yes, it was unbelievable. Gotcha. I could not believe that there was that many. Did you you seen them? No, they told us. Remember, we just said no, that. I know. I just on the podcast. Just curious if you, after you guys were back and talking, I didn't know what you were doing. Well, <laughs> 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 hey, this is your episode. Remember that. <laughs> All right, we we can cut it now. We'll, we'll cut it now. I'm sorry. I'm never going to Uber with DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting you. in the back seat, man. It's that's fine. That's Uber. That's what he said. He's never going to Uber with you. <laughs> you can sit in the front by the guy that's driving and talk so to him. So when you guys are in Vegas doing your episode and I'll you're be up in on the back yeah, seat. there's no Uber. That's what he said. Hey, you want to have a good time, Uber? Uber with uh, Jason Rose. That is, that is exceptionally exciting. Really? That was, oh, that was very interesting, yeah. I love like Jason. Minutes going around a dirt park. Yeah, he, he's so cool, man. Yeah, he is. We did a lot of uh, stuff on the IDA during the quarantine. It was pretty cool. He's yeah. he's a good good dude. Like he's vested in our industry for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 glad to know him. He's good people. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, let's hop Absolutely. over to uh, the community pub night uh, presented by Evil Twin Brewery, and we were drinking mojito. So, all right, right man. man. Talk to you over there. Thanks, Wills. See you there, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Hey, detailers, wanted to make sure you know about the community pub that we have every Wednesday night at 730, right after the episode, 
And normally you catch a little bit of live coverage of the episode on Zoom as we close out. Sometimes we'll get the question of the day in there for the uh, virtual pub. And uh, sometimes we'll get a little bit in there. So I want you to hop on. So if you haven't downloaded Zoom on your phone, just go to your mobile app right now and download Zoom. And uh, you'll need a member or sorry, you'll need a meeting ID. And that meeting ID is 918-800-1188. So your meeting ID for the Zoom virtual pub every Wednesday night at 7.30 Central is 918-800-1188. Hey, I look forward to grabbing a beer with you then. See you soon. Ah! <laughs>